Hello and welcome to Soul Self, where we talk all things energy, consciousness, trauma healing, mindset manifesting, and more. Prepare to turn your pain into medicine and inspiration so you can be in alignment, living your purpose, having juicy relationships, and lush abundance. To stay up to date, join my newsletter at bloomshakti.com and make sure to browse some of my other offerings. Hello, soul seekers. Welcome to Soul Self. We are going to continue talking about mindset and this whole limitless vibe that I got going. Okay. (laughs) So, you know, we're really a generation of seekers now. We spend a lot of time looking for answers, wanting answers, because we see the way that our parents live their lives, you know, which was just providing for their families. And we know that there's more to life. So some of us go looking in drugs, sex, ego, acquisitions, and then we realize that those things actually don't work. They don't provide true medicine for the soul, no soothing for our existential angst, right? Then we go looking into yoga, family, spirituality, meditation, loving, serving, creating, And I think we think a lot about our purpose in life. Why are we here? What's our mission? How can we serve the world? These are really beautiful questions, which come from a very good place. But in a lot of ways, they're misguided. They're a roundabout way to actually reach an inherently simple truth, which is that your job, your purpose, your mission, and the reason you are here is to feel joy. It's that simple. Your only fucking job is to feel good. That's it. Feeling good is your job, babe. You are here to taste the rainbow of life with all of its contrasting experiences, you know, to feel all the kaleidoscope of multitude of things. The amazing things that you get to experience in your life, those moments allow you to create new desires. So the goal is to continually experience more joy, to desire things and bring them to fruition to experience connection with yourself, to be in the present and enjoy it so much that it brings you ecstasy. That's it. That's the end of the episode. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, we're going to unpack this a little more, but it comes down to feeling good. You know, you feeling good always must be your number one priority. You're not of any use to the world when you're not operating from a place of joy, fun, ecstasy. So let's relate the importance of feeling good to manifesting, okay? One of the common misconceptions about manifesting is that we have to obsess and fucking white knuckle grip our vision of how it could be. And you may be relieved to hear that that's actually the opposite of how it works. So here's how it actually goes down. I don't care how much affirming and journaling and shit you do, okay? You think of something you want, and as soon as the desire is born inside of you, the universe conjures it up. Just like a solution, it's always created in tandem with a problem. So your desire is always created in tandem with its tangible result. Now, as soon as you ask, it is given. You have to trust this. It materializes thanks to the universe, okay? You don't have to worry about it. 
It exists. Period. Done. And you might be thinking, yeah, okay, Shana, that sounds great, but how come the thing I want, the hot guy, the bulging bank account, the banging body, it's not in my living room, right? It's not in your living room because this is a question of vibrational alignment, which means that you have to feel how this thing feels on a constant basis in order for it to show up in tangible form. So your job is to relax, act as if you already have it and allow it to come to you. That's it. As soon as I have an idea of what I want, the universe places it on the UPS truck and it's on its way to me. That's how I think of it. So think about that for a second, right? We agonize over whether something is coming or not, whether it's happening or not, when will it show up? And this can fucking trip us up right? We keep checking our watch. We keep thinking about our biological clock ticking, watching other people get what they want, feeling internally fucking pissed off that our shit hasn't come. And have you ever, what is that? Okay. There's a quote, like this saying or whatever. A watched pot never boils. I think it's like a old wives tale or whatever. But this is like, the double slit experiment in quantum physics, okay? Let, let's upgrade this saying to something that we can all actually kind of understand. A watched phone never rings, right? A constantly refreshed inbox never del- delivers a job offer. A pressured lover never produces an engagement ring. Now let's go back to that UPS truck that I was talking about. I want you to think about the last time you actually ordered something online, okay? And let me take you on a little trip here, okay? So in this story, you're on Amazon, there's a lot of things you need, and you order it. You put it in your basket, you place your order, the website sent you a shipping notification and a tracking link, but you already know that those tracking links never work, right? Somehow, the journey between dispatch from warehouse and signed delivery is like staring into the abyss. And as much as the tracking is supposed to update you, rarely does. So you refresh the page five times in a day, and it still doesn't give you any more information. But yet, you still trust and believe that your order is coming to you. You're already thinking about how you will feel once you get that, you know, order. You're going to open the box. You're going to open up the packaging and and have it in your hand, right? You're already fantasizing about how you're going to look in those outfits, how you're going to use that journal or that bath soak, lighting those candles, whatever it is, okay? You asked and it's given. So all that you can do is be happy about it, right? Clear space in your closet, on your desk, like... Whatever it is. And I think this is the best way I can really explain manifesting to you. Is that as soon as you decide that you want it, you launch this rocket of desire. And in that precise moment, that thing comes into being. Then your only work is to enjoy life, relax, and feel good as often as possible. So that the things you want can flow into your experience. Right? Have you ever noticed that the things that you want only come to you when you're like really happy? 
you might not even be thinking about it. Maybe you're like moping around, hoping your crush is going to text you and your phone stays silent. Stays silent. When you're out and about enjoying your life, that's when they like slide into your DMs, like your pics, whatever it is. When you feel good, you radiate those feelings outwards. It's not just about who you're around. This is like a thing in the universe, right? Everything's energy, your energy. That's all you are. So when you're feeling those emotions, emotions are energy in motion, it, 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 you become a magnet. You pull in the people, the things, the experiences. And when you're desperate and lonely, you actually just get more of that bullshit. So it's normal as human beings to have these ups and downs. I'm not saying spiritually bypass and be happy all the time and don't feel your emotions. No, bitch. You got to recycle it. Okay? But the key to manifesting is really just to maintain a sense of stability in our frequency as much as possible. You know, I have clients that come to me when shit hits the fan and it's like, honestly, now you're just having to build up the energy and the momentum. And even when you are good, you should still get someone else, you know, to, to work on you, to see your blind spots. I have a coach and a healer. I don't work on them just because I do coaching and healing. I always had a coach and a healer, even when I didn't have my own business, I always had someone I went to, not because I was going through a breakup, not because I was unemployed, not because I was having health issues. Once I found a person, I stick with them and I work with them until, you know, our journey is over. They help me get to where I need to get to and then I find another person and then, you know, that's that. And also, I think another caveat to this is when you're looking for these kind of people, pay attention to who you watch online. Is their vibration high, you know, and just set that intention of, you know, in the universe to God, angel, source, universe, like lead me to the person that I'm meant to work with. That really makes me feel good. That shifts my perspective on things, whatever it is, you know, and they'll show up. I promise you they'll show up. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's someone else. But regardless, wherever you're at, you're going to find someone that could take you to that next level version of yourself. So the first episode, I actually talked to you guys about the manifesting ritual, right? In the morning. When I committed to this, it, it just turned my days around. Like my days did a complete 180. 360 brings you back. So yeah, 180. Okay. And it was amazing. It was honestly like the most amazing thing in terms of healing my relationship with my family, my money issues, health issues, balancing my hormones and stuff. I'm actually working on, you know, <laughs> um, watching what I eat this year. My problem is more so of I'll have one big meal, then I just won't eat because I have clients or whatever I'm doing, but I'm trying to change that habit. Actually, I'm, I eat every couple hours, perfect portions, highly nutritious food, so I ain't even tripping. Bitch, what? Anyways, um, so the key to manifesting is really to maintain stability in our frequency, right? And I kind of want to talk about coincidence. So coincidence is actually a Latin word 
coincidere, which means to fall upon together. And there's no separation in any area of your life. Like everything is intertwined, love, sex, money, whatever, health, everything in your life that you do, it feeds all the other things. So you're not operating as a solo, okay? Everything's connected. When you take care of your frequency, people are drawn in. When you spend time with people you like, things happen quickly. When you take inspired action, your life just works. It just does. And on the flip side, if you neglect your health and if you refuse to tend to your own vibration, you want to live in scarcity and not spend money because, oh, you don't have enough, supposedly, right? I know people who have name brand clothes, get their lashes done and all that stuff. And that is more of a priority for them than actually investing in a healer. Because let me tell you something. For me personally, every client that works with me, I want the money that they spend on sessions with me showing up for themselves for that money to come back to them three times and happening quickly. I don't give a fuck if it's a government check, if it's a raise, a bonus, a, you know, grandma giving someone money. I want that money to come back to my clients. So... That is an intention I set because I never want money to be a barrier for people to work with me. And at the same time, I know my value. So I want people to be able to be like, holy shit, this worked. I shifted my vibration and the money just like I invested in myself and it came back to me, you know, that's how it should work. And you like the thing is. If you feel stuck and stagnant, you will never get to experience the things you dream about. There's a far long way to go vibrationally. It's like trying to push a fucking boulder up uphill. It's a lot of work. So what you want to do instead is get the ball rolling. Feel good in the morning. You know, the first hour of your day sets the tone for the rest of your day. Allow positive feelings to build so that you're in an energetic alignment with the things you want. And they're going to come to you a lot quicker. So I was actually talking to a new client of mine in the Philippines and while we were talking, she was talking, um, she was worried about like, um, she was worried about action plans, like that it made her feel really stressed and anxious. And when I told her that her home only homework is to feel good and be radiant, she was like, oh my God. You're going to make this easy for me because we also listed out all the things that shift her vibration, you know? So that's my homework to you too, because one of the most challenging parts of manifesting is maintaining a consistent vibration. And I know that, you know, maybe your living environment, situation, the job you're spending so much time at, like it, it might not help, but you also have to take accountability and realize it's temporary, and shift your internal vibration. You know, sometimes we're around other people. That's why grounding and protecting your energy are basics. And doing that is going to help you come back to you. And then you're moving from your own energy. You're building up your own energy. You're calling back your own energy. You know, and the thing is, like, you have to be consistent and stable. When we hop back and forth right? It's, it just fucks up the dial. Like it's like when you're changing the dial on your radio, if you're not consistent and stuff, you're going to hear that static, right? 
The goal is to keep your dial or your frequency as steady as possible. So it's like perfectly tuned radio. Now, I think we all have a similar definition of what it means to feel good because, I mean, there's a lot of people that are living unconsciously, right? We're not aware of our feelings. You know, a lot of shit's been encouraged to us by society, you know, to ignore things and get things done for society's good, right? But our feelings and emotions are actually essential. And when we pay attention to them, they don't just help us figure out what we want from life. But they're also a guide showing us how close we are to the things that we want to manifest. So when you decide that you want to feel good as often as you can, you will start to have more awareness of how you feel. And I have to warn you at the beginning of this journey, you'll probably find yourself feeling like shit. (laughs) And that might surprise you because it definitely shocked the hell out of me like to realize like, oh my God, I'm actually not as positive, you know? And this is like 2015. 2015, my parents got back together. I ended my long-term relationship. Damn, 2016 is actually when I was in my abusive relationship. And then 2017, yeah, 2017, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. 2017 is the year that I just like fully propelled myself. And I wanted to learn about energy medicine and I got certified and honestly you guys the crazy part is I was doing it because I wanted to learn and do shit for myself and I never really knew about like other healers but then I felt drawn to people whose content I would see online and it was never local people it was like people in other countries or whatever that ended up being like my master teachers and I mean, look at what it opened up for me, you know? So, yeah, it's just, I wish I did it sooner. But, I mean, all is in divine timing. But had I done it sooner, I don't think I would have spent 50000 on my master's degree. But I digress because, you know, I think it's good to have my master's degree. Even if I become a housewife one day, like, it goes to show for something. <laughs> I'm trying to be the rich wife though. So, I mean, I don't want to be the provider though. I would I would want a husband that's a provider cuz that's hot. But anyways, um <laughs> when you start to be more aware, you learn how to handle your emotions. And it could be like a roller coaster, but it's a really important thing to do because a lot of us have learned to shut down our emotions. Right? Often, it's because of what transpired in our family homes. And I grew up in a pretty fucking chaotic household. And honestly, because I had a roof over my head and I had material needs taken care of and I had brand new clothes and I was being taken on vacations and, you know, my needs weren't were met, I never considered that I had trauma growing up. But it wasn't until recently I mean 2017 that I realized why I was attracting certain kind of men and it wasn't even like certain kind at this point it was like tipping the scale borderline losing my life (laughs) and that's because of all the messages that are around us subliminally like Bonnie and Clyde You know, I was going to rob a fucking bank, you guys, like with my ex. And 
before that I used to like do fucking drug deals with guys you know like I've always like dated drug dealers anyways I don't know don't fucking ask but the choice of men I would I was going after back then versus like what I'm attracted to now it's like night and day but I don't know it's just so much is ingrained in us because of society and we shut down our emotions and oh I was gonna tell you guys about the chaotic household thing I've always lived with an extended family until my parents got divorced when I was 18 my dad's dad my dad's sister they lived with us I mean yeah I'm well actually I did have my own bedroom but then at one point I was sharing my room as a teenager with my brother because my aunt who I pretty much shared my room with my whole life you know when she got married that's when I had to share a room with my brother which was weird it was really weird you know and and soon after my parents got divorced you know and that was like a whole other fucked up thing but my point being is that as a result right we feel that we don't have a right so to speak to experience our emotions and we start to live from our neck up we're very cerebral logical and kind of emotionally flat so if you've decided that it might be time to just bust out the fucking feelings and you might be scared to do so I know I had a lot of resistance to this like I talk about feminine energy and stuff and there's a lot of people talking about feminine energy. Soft like movement is not the fucking same, guys. You can be a tomboy and still be in your feminine too. Sounds contradictory, but I've had clients who are like that. And you know what I discovered that was so fascinating? When we allow ourselves to feel an emotion, like fully feel an emotion... Which means like we fucking throw our open, you know, our arms wide open and we're like, yes, let me experience the totality and not hold anything back. It did wonders. And science has proven we only feel emotions for 90 seconds maximum. Bitch, that's not the minimum. It's maximum. Isn't it incredible? Like, I literally avoided my feelings. For the better part of 25 years. (laughs) And then when I was at the mercy of my feelings. That's when I let them open up. It's wild. But the truth is you're fucking in control of your life. Your moods. Your feelings. Your emotions. And the more you pay attention to them. The more you realize that this is all so true. You're going to start stepping out of your comfort zone and, you know, you're going to know why you were irritated and what to do. And it's the most amazing feeling. And our first thought is involuntary. It's actually something that's deeply programmed. And in essence, it's inescapable. Although I do believe that you can rewire through tapping, hypnosis. But your second thought, which your second thought is something you can actually train, You know, a lot of people, I feel like they see the mind as a cage and they don't like, I don't subscribe to that. Okay. Cancel clear delete. We do not subscribe to our brains being a fucking cage, but the mind is only a cage. If you don't know how to use it effectively, if you learned how to use it, 
and you practice doing it, your mind is going to open up the kingdom of heaven, babe. (laughs) For reals. Because you're fully in charge of how you feel and what you think. And your life is an extension of your mind. You only need to look around at the conditions of your life to see that everything's absolutely true. You know, seeing is believing. And if your life is full of, uh, you know, miserable people, crappy job, no money in the bank, passionless relationship, shitty help, then you bet your ass your mind is making up a pretty large portion of it. And I would say, you know, I would go as far as saying that your mind is 100% responsible for creating this life that it stands in today. So if you're looking around and you're really unsatisfied with your life, don't beat yourself up for it. Because the thing is, you've been criticizing yourself for years and it hasn't worked. So try approving of yourself instead. Because we can't push our way into a beautiful life. I know that for sure. But you got to give yourself grace and be gentle. Self-love is always the fucking solution to your problems. And remember, transformation begins with willingness. It's not permanent. You can change your thoughts. You can change your life. So learning to think differently, to discipline our minds, to use them in a way that it's, you know, constructive, not destructive, it's, it's called emotional fitness. Emotional intelligence, emotional maturity. It's something that no one teaches us. And it's the most important thing we can ever learn. Harnessing the power of our minds so we can create and live beautiful lives. But since no one teaches us, we have to learn it. We have to practice it and we have to teach others. So emotional fitness is about mental discipline. We really have no idea what we should be doing with our brains We let our fears run around like a crazy fucking monkey. We're undisciplined in our thinking. And that's that's our downfall. That's our downfall, you know? It takes a lot of practice, discipline, and self-awareness. To notice what you're doing with your mind. And the good news is that now that you've heard me say all this, you're not asleep. You're aware of what's happening in your mind. And now you have the power to flip the fucking script. Right? So you're going to notice that you have really uneasy feelings when you become aware of your thoughts. And You're okay, so like you're gonna have so much awareness of your moods that you will grow totally intolerant of anything but feeling good. That's what's gonna happen. You're gonna realize that if you don't feel good, there's only one thing to do get back to feeling good, bitch. (laughs) Right? And it's like, if I don't feel good, what am I supposed to do so I can start feeling good? You have to use your body, that's what you have to do. We're not told everyone talks about manifesting law of attraction da, 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 da. but if you're not feeling good you have to get into your body you have to disrupt your patterns by using physical movement so you could do tapping 
You can run around, you can go for a drive, meditation, napping, having, you know, an orgasm, going for a walk, working out, dancing is amazing, singing, journaling, writing, a gratitude list. All of these actually shake up the energetic body, which in turn changes the physical body, which then affects the emotional state. So emotion is created by motion. And your physiology determines your psychology. So in short, if you don't feel good, move your body. And it's interesting because a lot of people tell me, like, moms, I can't feel good because I have fucking kids. You know, I can't feel good in a bad moment when I have one of my kids are around. But that's an excuse. Because if anything, you're role modeling and you're giving your children a better reason to actually grow up in a home where they know how to manage their emotions. That's powerful. Because then they're going to soak up those lessons. And then if you continue to reinforce it, this is going to be part of their life skill. You know? And if you're having a hard time, just involve your children in the process. You can dance with them. You can sing with them. You can do jumping jacks with them. You know? And then ask them how they feel afterwards. Let them connect the dots. That is the biggest fucking gift you can give as a mother. And sometimes I know that we just feel like shit. We don't want to feel better. We want to self-loathe. You know, I think that's just a bad habit. (laughs) And feeling miserable is just familiar to you. So you have to break this pattern if you want to create a new life for yourself. And your only way to change your mood is to take action because no one else can do it for you. It's on you. You got to show up and feel good for you. It's not anyone else's responsibility. It's really not. So turn on Freak a Leak and fucking shake your ass, bitch. Twerk. Twerk until you start laughing. You got a pancake ass. You got a big booty, whatever it is. Or you can just like tap on one point and fucking breathe. You don't even have to say anything. Just tapping on the side of the hand point and just fucking breathing and pacing around. And, you know, that's more than enough. Just take action. Stop fucking making excuses. You know, if you're on the fence about whether you want to wallow or let it go, just remember everything we feel attracts similar experiences. Every emotion that passes through us draws people in moments in situations in that vibrate at a similar frequency so the longer we allow that feeling to percolate the stronger its pull you know think of it like powering up a magnet do you want to charge it with positivity more positive experiences or negative negative negativity and negative experiences right feeling bad is rough enough but the worst part about feeling bad is that It perpetuates itself. So if you need more motivation to just move out of your bad and sad moods, that's it right there. You know, envision yourself as a magnet. What do you want to fucking attract? Like, yeah, of course, there's going to be moments that throw off your frequency, you know, but things like someone ghosting you, the death of someone you love, losing a job, like these are all normal human experiences. And I think it's important that we let those things be an initiation of allowing us to dream bigger and getting clear on what we want 
and then surrendering. If you're not already part of my free prayer group, Play, Pray, and Slay on Telegram, I did a voice memo, I think about two weeks ago, on what surrender is. You know, find a space where you're inspired and with like-minded people. You know, you might not find that in real life, but you might have it online. And there's something that happens when you're genuinely in that pure energy. You get unstuck. So allow yourself to experience your emotions. Sorry, I got cut off. But um, I think my point being was like, we can make excuses all day, right? As to why we are entitled to feel bad. I think a lot of us do that. But I really encourage you to remember that digging a deep trench in the feeling bad place is never going to allow you to feel better. So why not just choose to feel the emotions and then choose to feel good and move different? You know, you want different, you got to do different shit. Make feeling good your number one priority. You know, make it a wish on every birthday candle you blow out. Actually, I officially am not, I don't want birthday songs to be saying to me because birthday songs are spelling itself. So you're trying to stay stuck at your age, then don't get happy birthday saying to you. But um, it's an aging spell. <laughs> but, you know, we're still in a new energy, like new year energy. If you're ready to take on new tasks and, and see things in a different way, then join my program Quantum Leap 2023 because there's a manifestation track in there that'll make you feel good. There's a journaling track. There's like a 90-minute video on things that you can do to shift your energy to. Just make yourself fucking feel good, you know? And once you make it a priority, you'll notice that everything around you starts to change. Because it's like a domino effect, you know? And the people with miserable attitudes, they'll start to melt away. Because the momentum will build. And the next right action will become really obvious. Because it'll allow, like, space for good things to come in. You know? And Abraham Hicks actually calls the feeling good space the vortex. So... Any time that you're in the vortex, you feel good. You're in the present moment, right? When the momentum is building and life has more color, when beautiful things just happen. I know when I'm on the, uh, like in the vortex, when I see synchronistic angel numbers, my angel numbers are not like two, 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 four, four, four. I have like very specific um, sequence of numbers. <laughs> um, it's also when I get easy parking, all green lights, when people compliment me, uh, strike up a conversation with me when I'm like, you know, going on my walks and stuff. When people give me things for free, when I get a table in a packed restaurant, when someone texts me or calls me when I was just thinking about them. Um, yeah, like all those things tell me that I'm in the vortex because I'm super in the moment, you know? And honestly, nothing feels better. And it's so fucking easy to get there, you guys. It's so easy. Become aware of your moods and remember that they are a choice, you know, do something to change it by using your physical body and then continue to reach for feeling better. You know, it's easy. You got this in the bag. And I want to dive a little deeper into the subconscious mind. So what do you do about the times when feeling good seems impossible? What do you do when 
even though you're trying, it doesn't seem like anything's changing in your life. I'm going to introduce the idea of secondary benefits to you. So this is something I learned about and this concept blew my mind when I learned about it and I think it'll do the same for you. So usually at a subconscious level from our undesirable behavior, this is what happens, okay? Let's actually use health and fitness, okay? So health and fitness is a really pertinent thing for a lot of us, right? You might look at yourself in the mirror and feel unsatisfied or you eat a fast food restaurant and then feel like shit and you might think like, oh, I need to get back to the gym or eat right, whatever, right? But then the next day you skip the gym, you order another greasy meal and the cycle like perpetuates, right? So why does this happen when you know what you want and what you need to do? So secondary benefits are basically advantages with people, which people often derive or receive from their physical, neurotic, and character disorders. This is from Google. As well as life difficulties, it is theorized that the individual does not consciously and intentionally search for these benefits, but there is a payoff, so some kind of enjoyment for them. So... What I want you to understand is this, secondary benefit is something you don't consciously desire, but that you you derive enjoyment from, okay? So in the case of neglecting your health, there's a lot of secondary benefits that could be running the show. Maybe you like the attention you get from complaining about how you look, maybe talking about your weight or health is a way that you bond with other people, maybe your family has unhealthy eating habits too, and you don't change because then it'll change your relationship right with them or change the level of love and acceptance you feel from them maybe changing your own habits would make your loved ones feel bad about themselves and you don't want to rock the boat maybe overeating allows you to numb your feelings maybe it justifies a belief you have about yourself maybe it allows you to kind of punish yourself in some way from achieving that relief right This is big. This is really big. These are ways that we self-sabotage without even knowing it. So if you have trouble saving money, finding healthy relationships, or anything else, ask yourself, what are the secondary benefits I'm gaining from continuing to do this? And if it's hard for you to save your money then some of the secondary benefits might include not wanting to do better than your parents, friends, or peers. It could be reinforcing a belief that you're not worthy of good things, right? If you keep having shitty relationships, what are the secondary benefits? Drama and attention by talking about your fucked up shitty relationship. It could be a form of self-punishment, which gives you some relief. It may be reinforcing your belief that you're not good enough. You might be degrading yourself because of your childhood trauma. Or it might be a way to score, you know, an adrenaline rush by having constant drama. If you can't quit smoking, maybe it's because it gives you a sense of connection to someone you love. If you keep cheating, maybe it's because you want attention and an adrenaline rush and you're punishing yourself. The list goes on. 
It really does. So the thing is, there are always like other ways to meet these secondary benefits. We can experience connection and get attention in healthier ways. There are thousands of ways to actually spike your adrenaline that doesn't require you to degrade yourself or hurt others. And there's ways to relieve yourself of guilt that don't include self-punishment. So we all hold on to bad habits and indulge in secondary benefits to some degree, um, but it is unconscious. So give yourself grace, be patient with yourself, you know. But now that you know this, hopefully you start to see what you've been conditioned to and you can decondition yourself. You know, it's something you can change and that's a really beautiful thing, right? It's beautiful, moment to moment. You get to choose. And it's also not a habit, it's who you are. You know, when we want to make some kind of change in our lives, we often make the mistake of trying to institute some new behavior. But the problem with this is that a new behavior or habit or routine that we want to implement is at odds with how we actually see ourselves. So it clashes with a subconscious program that's been running in our minds for our whole fucking life. Right? We start thinking like we're we're starting at the wrong end of the stick with behavior when we don't have a belief that backs it up. So what we actually need is to change our beliefs first. And then once we do that, we make a behavioral shift easy. So for example, if you keep choosing a money story of like, oh, I keep living paycheck to paycheck. I never have enough money. Well, if you start tapping, right, and changing things on a mindset level or journaling or doing your affirmations or singing it or like becoming aware of how you see money to be, maybe casting some spells, whatever, then you're kind of shifting the energy and you're opening up yourself to receive that divine intervention and guidance from the universe or God of like what you need to do, like what actions you need to implement to completely shift things. So what I want to encourage you to do is to step into a whole new belief system, right? The belief that you are strong, you are capable, you are safe to save, spend, and and save, spend, and receive money, whatever it is. Do things that make you feel good about yourself, that you look after yourself, that you make feeling good a priority every day. All it requires is a little shift in perception and awareness, which is easy to do. So in all of this, you're going to stop telling yourself those limiting stories that are holding you back, that are disempowering you, and you're going to stop making excuses. That's what you're going to do. That sad childhood story, those fucked up gossiping friends, you're going to say peace out to all that. You know, some of the most successful people actually come from really fucked up upbringings full of abuse and pain, and they haven't really allowed their past to dictate their present. And sometimes they even have like those experiences motivate them to be more, give more, help more, and they've like transformed their pain into purpose. 
they didn't allow them those secondary benefits to run their lives. So read about people like that, you know, find inspiration in it. And when we're doing this work, right, we're cementing, we're, like when we tell sad stories, we're cementing it in our consciousness. We're deepening that trench, okay? We're digging the neural pathway deeper and stronger. What we're actually doing is telling a story of why I can't be happy now. And it's bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. Because you're so much more than your history. The best way to let go of these old stories is to just never tell them again. Don't talk about anything that you don't want to further entrench in your life. Once I part ways with someone, I don't want to hear their fucking name. I don't, I don't say their name. I sever my cords and I never utter their names again. Whether it's clients, whether it's guys I'm dating, whatever the fuck it is. You know? And it doesn't mean that we don't tell, like we don't not tell our stories of betrayal. We don't use the tale of the tormented love as a fucking cocktail party conversation, you know? We don't use that sad story to get attention. Because then you're just like letting yourself off the hook from actually doing the work. And I know this is hard because this is what a lot of us are used to. Like, a lot of female friendships, friend groups, that's what they do. They all just talk shit about what's going on, and you know? But just like all things in life, you know, using your pain and trauma as your identity, that's a fucking choice, bro. Like, depression, anorexia, anxiety... That kind of used to be my identity, you know? They were my, like, fuel, I guess. But (laughs) the path to healing is not a glamorous one, guys. It's really not. And just because you're doing healing at the same time doesn't mean that you had a perfect life. Because... Healing isn't just for people who have had hard lives. Healing is also for people who had seemingly good lives and just get better and better, you know? I know this is a lengthy episode, but I just have a couple more points here. When you're not letting yourself feel your emotions, your true emotions, when you don't even admit shit to yourself, You're also not letting anyone else see you or know you. And it becomes a very lonely life. Because deep down, you know that you're hiding a big chunk of your truth. The truth is that people want to be around other people that are fucking real. That can be vulnerable. Who feel good. You know, even if you plaster a fake fucking smile on your face, people know when you're truly not connected to yourself. And it makes them really uncomfortable so they go away. We always attract what we are radiating. So if you're giving the vibe of stress and seriousness and hustle, well, guess what? You're going to attract people who are peddling the get-rich schemes, social climbers, business plans with fucking no integrity, no messiness. So the next time that you're fucking stressed out about something, just stop writing to-do list. Make a decision to get out of your head, into your body, And ask yourself, what can I do to feel a little relief? What can I do right now that will make me feel better? 
It could be as simple as calling your bestie and asking them to hold space for you and listening to you. Maybe you want to go to therapy. Maybe you'd want to do some tapping. Maybe you want to fucking twerk. You know, the goal is to always move yourself closer to relief, closer to satisfaction, closer to feeling good. And when we change our state to one that's higher on the emotional scale, we find solutions. We have ideas. No one ever solved a problem by diving deep into a fucking fear spiral, bro. No one. Because you can't resolve an issue from the same consciousness that created the problem. Which is why when Einstein would get stuck on like a tricky problem, he'd go away and eat an orange or play the violin or take a nap. So feel good first, solve your problems second. And... You know, you just got to discipline your mind, bro. Like, you got to be a bad bitch. Call yourself the bad bitch of mind discipline. Whatever it is that you got to do, okay? And maybe you want to make your own, like, mental boot camp. I know there's there's people who just love those military training boot camps and whatever. Maybe you can do that for your mental discipline. What I do know is that having self-control is fucking exciting and being a person who has it together, you know, doesn't make excuses, maintains a positive attitude. That shit's sexy. Who doesn't want to be around a person like that? Who doesn't want to be that person, right? So when you notice that you're going into a spiral, just say to yourself, like, no thanks. Let your negative thought know that you see it and you don't want it. Like, sorry, bitch, I'm unsubscribed from you. (laughs) So, yeah, it's that simple. Just start with awareness. Notice, you know, where your mind is taking you because awareness is honestly half the battle. Awareness is half the battle. Once you've noticed what's going on, you have the choice to stop your mind or you can let it take you deeper. So, the more you do this, the less tolerance you're going to have for those fucked up thoughts. And soon enough, like, you'll consciously and happily, positively choose thoughts that make you feel good. You know, it's a practice. It's something that you decide to start doing and then you maintain it. You know, it's kind of similar to when you're working on gratitude with your manifestation practice, your manifesting ritual routine that I shared on the first episode. You're not going to catch every single negative thought immediately, Some of them are going to get by you, but the more that you catch them, the more you'll be in control of how you feel. So when you learn to work with this mental practice, then you're going to be fucking floored by the speed at which you make progress. Also, the tapping associated to this episode of the podcast, which you can find in the healing library at bloomshakti.com under Limitless, it's all by episodes. So the first episode, which was last week, that had two tappings, a morning tapping and an instant manifestation tapping. This week's is going to be different. And I also kind of want to talk about letting go of uncon- um, letting go of conditional happiness. Like it's easy to be happy when everything is good at lo- in life, when you're snuggled up on the couch with your lover when you get a raise at work, whatever, right? It's easy to allow 
It's easy to allow an external circumstance to make us happy. But what if you try to be happy without those things? What if you decide to generate joy on your own? Okay, the way that we can be happy without having to have our conditions met is by pre-paving the way. So for example, you wake up, feel good, focus on something, you know, that you're really grateful for and it just builds up, right? Momentum. And when we allow people, like another thing is other people, right? When we allow other people to dictate how we feel, which is exactly what happens when we don't pre-pave our day, aka doing that manifestation ritual routine, the tapping, and we're not in control of our own vibration. We feel like we're just reacting. We don't want to react. We want to be responsive. So think about the people that you know who spend time complaining about their partner, family, colleagues, friends. What's really happening in that situation? They're not taking responsibility of their vibration. So if you find yourself with people who don't feel in alignment with what you want or what you value, be aware. Because complaining isn't going to make a difference. If you're in a situation like this, you either change it or you raise your fucking vibration and get high on your own supply that it doesn't bother you. When we're not conscious of the stories we're telling ourselves, we're behaving in a very unaware way. We find ourselves doing things that actually wound or hurt us. And we get a little seedling of a negative thought in our minds and then we fucking end up watering it. That's what we end up doing. So nurture your mind. You know, the truth is that we actually do get to choose our thoughts. And that's the fucking plot twist. But we also get to ignore, avoid, or distract ourselves from the thoughts that really harm us, you know? And like, think about it. How often do you ask questions whose answers you already know are going to create more dread and fear within you? How often do you switch your browser tabs knowing that the thing you're about to type into the search box isn't going to make you feel good? How often do you allow a little kernel of curiosity to pop pop into a huge anxiety-inducing piece of popcorn? Guess what? You don't have to do this. It's an option. This is mental discipline. Don't feel bad as you think back on a million plus times that you've done exactly these things because you're not alone. I've done the same and it's not our fault. We didn't know better. We didn't know we could choose different thoughts. But here's the kicker, boo. Now we know so we can make a difference. And that's where the growth and the development happens. So I'm going to wrap this up. Um, I wanted to share how I know my manifestations are working. Um, remember how I told you, if you ask, it's given. There's no exceptions to this rule. And this happens every single time. So when you're feeling doubtful about your manifestations, think back to the first part where we talked about how our emotions are guidance, right? If you're feeling good, you're going to manifest more quickly. So your manifestations are just always working. Fact. But if feeling good is not enough and you want to ramp up your manifesting abilities 
then look for some positive signs because this is a shit that really it like it just brings me into further alignment for me when I find coins on the ground um I know that my vibe is lit when I see butterflies hummingbirds those are like miracle creatures in my mind if I see anything that is pink or purple like cards especially if you follow me on Instagram I forgot what I was manifesting but I was like god show me purple cars and I've seen two purple cars in like literally two days three days apart um spontaneous rainbows even if it hasn't rained and stuff like dude it's crazy also repeating numbers which are angel numbers I also want to break down angel numbers because there's been a few people that have asked me what are my thoughts on angel numbers or what do the angel numbers mean so when I see triple ones it means keep going you're on the right path triple twos say that you're in the right place at the right time triple three is basically saying like balance your mind body and spirit triple fours is like a sign of protection and guidance triple fives is saying that like change is coming Six is to take a step back and like look at the big picture of things. Triple seven is that you need to have faith. Triple eight is that you're in perfect balance and harmony. And then triple nine is basically, bitch, it's time to wrap up and begin new. (laughs) So yeah, and I mean, some other things, it could be like, I'm obsessed with balloons. So balloons or getting my favorite flowers, like I love roses um wind chimes ladybugs those are some really cool things too that kind of proved to me you know like yeah my manifestation's coming but you know life can be really fucking good and I really believe that that's the only way we have to live you know it is essential that we really examine the subconscious programming that is underpinning our lives And that means that we need to take a real look in the mirror and see where we're letting ourselves down. So gratitude list, tapping, meditation, exercise, visualizations, these are all incredible tools. Underneath it all, we are allowing our sense of self-loathing to rule. Then guess what's going to happen? We're never going to make the progress we desire to. So I really encourage you to look at these areas of your life that you want to change and ask yourself, what are the secondary benefits that are keeping me the same? And even those, like, even though these can be really uncomfortable questions to ask and, you know, face the truth, (laughs) you're going to gain some clarity. Just set that intention. If it doesn't come to you that moment, maybe it'll happen in a couple hours or in a couple days. But once you look into these things and realize where you've been holding yourself back, you're going to be unrestricted unrestricted and you're going to be on the pursuit of happiness and feeling really good and it'll become easier to align with the things you desire so get into the vortex every day that'll be your second nature and continue to dream about the life that you want babe just hold on and keep fucking dreaming so 
That's all I have for you today. I will talk to you all next week. And to get the associated tappings with these podcast episodes, make sure to check out bloomshakti.com healing library and you will find all the tappings for limitless hope this was insightful and you're feeling empowered i would appreciate if you could do an apple podcast review takes less than 15 seconds forward and share this with anyone you feel would benefit tag me on instagram and i will talk to you soon